Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a broadcast where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Welcome to the March 23rd broadcast of the Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan. That's me and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. You know how my schedule is, so uh, I'm doing good, I guess you could say. Uh, (laughs) Hey, you're getting good, kid. Right at the beginning of the show you came on this time. You know what? I I have to synchronize my swatch. Because my phone says I still have two minutes. I think I'm breezing in with plenty of time all the time. And then mm-hmm. I hear 11 seconds until showtime, and then I panic, but at least I'm hitting the buzzer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Got to say, for those who live in the Chicagoland area, most of the Midwest, the weather's been uh, summer, summery, I guess you could say. Um, a lot nicer. And I also want to say that our guest tonight is Sonny Bolin from the Geneva, haunted Geneva mansion. She'll be on in a couple minutes. And uh, so you've been enjoying the weather. You've been, uh, basically you said if you knew it was going to be the winter we had, you would you would still be uh, growing your veggies, I guess, or keeping your plants going. I absolutely would have done that. Absolutely. Some extra cold frames and would have probably put in seeds a week ago, <laughs> but I mean, we all, they say though, I think we were talking about it the other day that, yeah. you know, the ground is so warm right now that even if we did have a frost at night, it might not bother the little guys. So this week, this week, summer, spring break, here we go, getting it started. Well, they said the water, even in uh, the lake is uh, 10 degrees warmer than it would be normally at this year. So this time of year. So uh, everything's hopefully it's not the hundred degree weather summer, you know. Um, hopefully it's not. Um, <laughs> well, if we also, just had 90, 90 degrees the other day. Yeah, come July it could be two hundred for crying out loud. Uh, we gotta go to December twenty second at least. So, 
<laughs> I want to say, listeners, to those that are uh, listening to this tape or to rebroadcast, um, I'm not sure yet if we're going to have the additional 15 minutes because uh, I've been burning the candle at three ends, and um, so we'll we'll decide that soon. Um, but just released two weeks ago has been a free Android app for you guys, for your listeners, to download, free. All you have to go is to the Google Store and or the Android Store and search for Paranormal CHI, capital CHI, Paranormal, capital CHI, short for Paranormal Chicago. Okay, videos, this radio broadcast, all the six years of broadcast you can listen to. Um, videos, at least 26 videos on that thing. Um, the other things are the blogs, the uh, Chicago Now that I write for, which is part of Chicago Tribune and everything else. And I would like to thank them for making a release of this Android app uh, from Page News for on their website. So that was very nice of them to do that. So, um, what do you say? We bring in Sunny right now. I would love to talk to her. Okay, let's see. Hi, Kai. Hello, Sunny. You there? Hello, yes, hello. I am. Hello, okay. Sunny. Yeah, you are, you, <laughs> are you calling in on a uh, Skype phone or a regular phone? Uh, my cell phone. Okay, okay. Let me try to adjust my ear plug right now. Okay. Sonny, um, you're highly involved in with the Geneva Mansion. You prefer to keep it that name. Um, yes. Yeah. And this location goes dates back to 1902. Um, historic building. It is a historic building. Historic location. And um, we, I have it booked for April 21st, and the place is already filled. Uh, been filled for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> it's nestled on eight wooded acres. Um, sits on a 1902 estate. Uh, once home to a wealthy businessman and his family. Mm-hmm. This will be this this will be a first for me going into this location. Um, Annette Sunny sat in on that uh, extreme seance last year. At PKC, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and she knows what is highly possible, um, depending on the spirits there too. Okay, um, I say that depending if they're good spirits, whatever. And uh, well, PKC we didn't have no spirits, and we still were able to. Uh, I was still able to bring something in. Thanks for the spirits. Absolutely. Themselves. Yeah, nothing to do with me, really. Thanks for the spirits. Um, so, Sonny, why don't you give us a brief history of this, or a history of this location? This location was, um, the land was actually purchased in 1840, and it originally sat on 160 acres. 
and it was sold off, you know, different parts of the land was sold off in about 1850. Um uh, an owner named John Ellis bought the uh, bought some of the property, and he originally built the white farmhouse that sits on the property now. That was the original farmhouse. Well, he gave that property to his daughter and son-in-law, and they lived there for a short time. And then in about 1902, that's when Charles and Elizabeth, the um, Charles and Elizabeth Brooks actually purchased the land and purchased the white little farmhouse that was on the, the property originally. Well, Elizabeth and Charles, what they did is they erected um, the bigger part of the home now, the, the mansion part of the home now. And as they were building it and getting it, you know, ready to live in, a week before they were about to move in, this was Elizabeth's dream home. A week before they moved in, Elizabeth ended uh, having a appendicitis attack and she died. She went in the hospital on Wednesday and died on a Friday. She never even got a chance to live in her wonderful, beautiful dream home. Well, with that being said, they ended up waking her in the home because, you know, back in the day there weren't very many funeral parlors around or um, things like that, and it was just known for the family to wake the family members in their home, so she was waked in the home. <coughs> Excuse me. Later on, um, in about about like five or six years later, Charles Brooks, he married Elizabeth's cousin, Inez, and they lived on the home until about, I would say, the 1930s, 1940s. And right before they, they sold, Charles Brooks ended up getting really, really sick, and he died in the home. So Inez moved off to Seattle, sold the house, then the property became a part of the Harding of the the Swan property. They lived there probably in about 1930, and Mr. and Mrs. Swan they lived there with a couple of their children, and they raised dairy cows. So it was a very predominant home. Hello. Yeah, we're listening. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I heard a click. I thought I lost you. So it was a nope. very predominant home. So it's it's about 11, I want to say uh, 11 bedrooms, full dining room, kitchen, basement. Then they have a uh, carriage house, which has part of the um, part of the old servants' uh, kitchen that was originally in the white. It's the white farmhouse still, but they used that as like the, the you know what was to be like the servants' quarters and the servants' kitchens. Um, that's what it's used for today because um, now since Nina and Hans they own the property, they um, do a lot of weddings and different types of events. Um, it's a, just a beautiful, beautiful location. Well, getting back to um, the Swans, when they housed, when they did the dairy farms, they had numerous parties on the property. There's a pool there, and it's just absolutely huge. They would have numerous parties, numerous people, you know, spend the night. And um, apparently, one of his children, actually, one of the, the Swans' children, actually died in the home. Now we do have. Um, Oh, we do have an obituary of the daughter, you know, passing Dana, but um, she died of cancer, and that was, um, 
that is in the obituary. It's just not said if she died in the home or if she died in the hospital. But with talking to the historic location, you know, the historical society, she actually died in the home and, again, was waked there. Later mm -hmm. on, um, shortly after that, um, in about 1945, Oscar Swan himself, the owner of the house, he actually died in the home. Okay. Um, yeah, in about the in about the uh, the early fifties, the Hardings purchased the home, and again they used it, you know, to farm horses and and cattle, like a hobby farm, and again hosted major many parties there. And Mary Jo and Frank Harding, um, one of their sons, Terry Harding, actually died. There's a lot of tragedy with the home. Um, their son, Terry, died. He was actually driving down Main Street there with three of his friends in the car right outside the home, right you know, right down the road from them, and he ran into the back of a piece of farm equipment, some kind of trailer, and he was decapitated. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, not, I mean, cool in the sense of, Right. Hollywood, cool. Right. Final destination, cool. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of history. Uh, again, it's all you know hearsay. Some of it is hearsay. You know that talking to the historians, they said you know back in the you know 1800s, 1850s, whatever, that was part of uh, Indian Trail that would went that went through there. So who knows, you know, what goes on there, you know, beforehand. But there's been a lot of tragedies, a lot of deaths, numerous, you know, things happening. So it's a great place. Maybe maybe, maybe you know this answer already, but as you were talking, I got an impression. And if you don't know this, maybe you could ask the Historical Society or whatever before we get up there. Did they have slaves back then working for them? Did they have what? Slaves. Slaves? Well, no, yeah, they didn't. Slaves. That's one question we asked. They didn't have slaves. They did have servants. Just slaves. Right. So, yeah, you know, it, I don't know if they want to say they had slaves, but they, you know what they called them back then is servants. So they did have people that worked the parties and worked the grounds, a lot of, you know, employees, if you want to say, <laughs> servants. Um, there was a couple different nannies in the house. There were, you know, certain people they counted on. So did they have slaves? Absolutely, positively possible. Yeah, because I just got an impression that that's always that's also roaming the building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, give me something to, <laughs> something even maybe <laughs> a little bit more a little, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's. It just it just it just came to me like boom, ask her this. And uh well, so you're they not, did you're not, Yeah, you're not the only one that have has picked up that. We've had numerous psychics and mediums out at the the location and they have asked the same question because some of the things they pick up in the barn. The barn area was the original um, it's called the gathering place now. That's where they host a lot of their parties is in the barn. And it could fit mm -hmm. up to about 100, 120 people. And um, but the the gathering, the barn, was actually used, I guess, um, for the horses and things like that back then where they used the foundation and the building 
is pretty much how it was back in the day. And like I was saying, you know, we had a couple of mediums come in, and they said that they, you know, they feel like there's a slave there that he's trapped. And uh, actually, some, you know, one has had the, the feeling of on the property. Actually, like one was hung on the property. But again, yeah, I'm, it's so. Well, it should be strong. If I'm picking it up, I'm not even in building it. Just by <laughs> listening to you, should uh-huh. be an interesting night. Oh, um, absolutely. Especially with the circle of energy. Um, really looking forward that, to that in the barn, definitely. I would like to hold it in the building. In the building? Yeah, see if that's okay. possible. If there would be a big enough you know, table to sit maybe 16 people, then we could sit everybody else around or stand them around. Because um, the building will be the one that's holding the most energy. Um yeah, yeah. We'll try to see well, if we can pull off the building. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll see when we get there. They, um, we had a psychic fair there a couple years ago, and two different mediums at two different times during, you know, during the day walked into the barn area and stopped, and they're like, oh, there's a vortex here. The one uh, medium caught it right away. As soon as she walked in the door, she just stopped right in her tracks, right above the door. Um, There was like a vortex or a portal. And then a few hours later, another medium came in and said the same thing. So we always have tons of activity throughout the barn, throughout the house. We just had... um, we just had a film crew out there from uh, NPS come out, Eric Hudson, and we had uh, the Champagne Chips it's, uh, Chips Group, Champagne, and uh, Chicago, mm-hmm. Jimmy Heater and Laura Redmond. Their groups came mm-hmm. out there uh, last Friday, and they had a ton of activity. It was, it was just amazing for them, so I'm really anxious to, to see their evidence that they caught. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be taping, too, so... Uh... Huh. Huh, huh, huh. See, I don't have the the areas we go in. It doesn't, you know, like the barn area, uh, like the barn that we where we'll be going to the haunted farm out in uh, Shannon, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, the seance goes on in the house, but there's also other ways to raise the spirits in the other rooms. So, um, let's say like the barn, or like when we go to. Uh, the haunted farm in uh, Shannon, Illinois. You know, we go to the cemetery and stuff like that where the founders are. Yeah, it should be a it should be a very interesting night. It should be because we'll have a few a couple of feelers there and stuff like that also. And I got my new device, so we'll be trying that out there also. Oh yeah, uh, what's your new device, Ed? <laughs> uh, I had it specifically built, and I went outside of the paranormal field to have it built. So, um, um, you know. Turn on, listen to the last show. You'll hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, or read my post on Facebook. You'll hear what it is too. Uh, <laughs> intent. I think, um, I, I think I actually saw something. You know, just recently about it. Basically, what it does is uh, picks up the sound that um, the frequencies we can't hear, but animals and everything does do here. It converts it immediately so you can hear it live. So that's what it basically wow. does. And hopefully we'll be opening doors that um, haven't been open. We're not talking regular EVPs because EVPs are basically the low frequencies 
that we can still hear with the um, naked ear or with our ears. That's why we have to turn up the volume uh, when I'm on, um, on the digital recorders to hear them. What I'm talking about is like if you took a dog whistle, blew it into EVP or into a digital recorder, plug the recorder back, you're still not going to hear nothing. Okay? Mm-hmm. What this device does is converts that sound, that frequency, to a level that you'll be able to hear. Okay? Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, so what it does, it picks up, it takes the sound we can't hear. Animals respond to all this other stuff, the different high frequencies, and converts it so you can hear it real time with the naked air. So, uh, awesome. cost some bucks for that, and hopefully it works, uh, as I'm hoping it does. <laughs> Because this, this was a concept that I got in the dream message and um, did a bunch of research. As a nut knows, I drove her nuts, too, uh, to find this thing. So Really? Then and I are not driving nuts. I, I, man, hell and high water, I know, but we've got it done. <laughs> a lot of research. A lot of research and uh, people from two different parts of the country. So putting it together getting together for me. So um, <clears throat> what kind of activity is going on at the location? Oh, right you name it, it happens. We've had um, tons of EVPs there from anywhere from children laughing and uh, giggling um, to women talking and yelling um, to men shouting, get out, get away, get out. Um, we've had... Different, um, you know, when you do the flashlight, um, the flashlight experiment mm-hmm. in the main in the main dining hall, we've had a lot of communication through the flashlight experiment, where you ask them to turn it on and off. The EMF detector. Um, this was one of the locations um, that was featured on my ghost story. So there was an episode of that with the EMF detectors, you know, answering the questions, and uh, it was mm-hmm. really cool. We've had numerous pictures of on the grounds and in the house of ghost mist. Um, I have a photo of actually a dark shadow that's in the basement. And um, I don't like going into the basement. The rest of the house is fine. And uh, the basement, I just stay out of. And we've been chased out of the basement numerous times on private investigations because, you know, with my team into the night paranormal, we've gone there numerous times to investigate, and I just don't go into the basement at one of the occasions um, they were doing some filming down there and we had a loud groan and a noise and just as I took a picture you know we kind of went up the stairs I said I'm done I got the creep you know it didn't feel right and uh, lo and behold got a, a man standing in the doorway so we do have that up in the loft area we have the children that play back and forth with the EMF detectors um, the balls um, Laura just was recently there, and she had she did um, used a baby doll that you know it's motion activated, and she left it up there. They were doing a, a session there, and I guess there wasn't you know a whole bunch going on. But as soon as they were about to leave, they were walking down the stairs, and she's like, "Go ahead and play with the baby doll if you want." And the next thing you know, the baby thought you know the baby doll started you know making the noise. So hmm. we've had um, people. Yeah, definitely. In in the house itself, we've had people who spent the night, because you can spend the night there. We do have rooms for rent, um, but um, 
when people spend the night there, their blankets are moved. They had um, one gentleman who was a skeptic actually kind of left in the middle of the night because they came on one of the ghost tours, and him and his wife resided to the room, and they started bickering because he doesn't believe in this and da-da-da-da-da. And he sat on the end of the bed, and she was apparently in the bathroom, because they have their own bathroom, some of the, the rooms, and he felt a burning pain go down his back. And he starts yelling at her, like, you know, what are you doing? What is this? And she saw this, you know, this, like, long scratch mark down his back, and they actually left um, for the night. We've had people come into the place and, you know, want to stay the night and spend the night after our investigation, and there's quite a few that actually are like, yeah, we're not staying here, you know, we're leaving, or they, they leave halfway through the investigation because they've had, we have something there that likes to pull women's hair, touch their face, not hurt them, just kind of, you know, mess with them a little. And then in the barn, we have a lot of activity there also. From We have someone who whistles in the barn, we like to call him Howie. We've done Frank Fox sessions in the barn and uh, Hack Shacks where he's actually come out and, you know, spoke with us. Uh, he's the whistler. But there's something also, like, negative in the barn that can tend to be negative, and um, he doesn't like when people are there, Some, you know, certain people, and he will really make his presence known to certain people, whether, you know, it's scratching. He scratched uh, two different people there, and it happened right in front of my eyes. Because, you know, when you hear people getting scratched, I know it happens. But sometimes, you know, you might rub your arm, not realize it, and then a couple minutes later it starts burning. So the whole scratch thing, it's hard for me, you know, to scientifically try and debunk it or understand it. Spiritually, I know it can happen, but to actually see it happen, this kid was actually right in front of us. We were filming and uh, doing an EVP session or a Frank Box session, and he's clearly in view, not touching his arm. Something negative came through the um, the Frank Box at the time, and he made like kind of like a remark about it. And the next thing you know, he's like, oh, and I went running over there, and I saw his arm. He had, like, you know, three, four scratch marks right down his arm. And I was watching him the whole time. He didn't touch his arm or anything. I was like, wow, that's, that's unreal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. Well, sounds like a fun. You want to come out to this one or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'll stay away from the scratchers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, just, you, you just watch the Charlie place. Okay. okay. I just like the party ghosts. <laughs> yeah. The party ghost, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a location and uh, that I'm I'm booking up pretty good. Um, the Slay Good Lady in Juliet. So yeah, um, one of my uh, you're with him. it's one of my places that um, we hold a private and public paranormal nights at. So um, and it's a good place. It's a good place. Um, uh-huh. Friendly spirits there. Friendly spirits there. Um. Okay, so it sounds like I'll have uh, some. We'll have some things to play with over at your place, and uh, that's cool. Oh yeah. I don't. Depending on how it goes, April twenty first will depend on if we. Uh, because there's so many there's so many dates coming up in private paranormal nights. I'm gonna see if we could possibly uh, book another date in October. But October, as Annette knows, pretty much gets. Booked with the house parties in the end, and I already got the boys and girls. Oh, booked. yeah. That time of year. Booked already. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's that uh, time of year. Well, I know we have quite a quite a few tours booked so far. So for you know, with Nighty Night Ghost Tours, we're we're pretty much getting booked as it is now with uh, the October dates. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, it's pretty good for me in that period usually. So it don't depend on um, <laughs> what time of year it is. All right, Sunny, I want to say thank you for being on. Believe it or not, the half hour is almost over with. And uh, thank you for joining, and we'll see you April 21st. Um, And there is no more, yeah, and there's no more room, listeners. So uh, um, it is, it is, it is full, 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 full. And uh, we'll have to tune in to hear your report afterwards. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get some recordings in there. Hopefully, this device I got. Brings up some uh, knowledge we haven't been able to get in the past. Um, so time, time, time will tell with that. Annette, I think tonight we are just going to call the half-hour show, as uh, I am wiped out, and uh, I still got articles to write too. So uh, <laughs> I'll call Sonny, you. It was a I'll pleasure having you. you on. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Sonny. Thank you. Thank you very much. You want to give a fast web page too? You want to give a fast web page too? Right. It's uh, www. Yes. www. ninety night. That's n i t e y dash n i t e ghosttours. dot com. Okay. Thank you very much, Sonny, and we'll be talking soon. Okay. All right. Thanks. Now, we okay. Now we got a minute left, uh, listeners. I want to say for. The Psychic House Parties, etc. Go to edwardshanahan.com. Annette does uh, house parties. I do house parties. We do them together. Annette does tarot readings, and uh, she's been doing them for over 20 years. She also does phone phone calls, um, phone readings. So feel free to email me there, and I'll forward it right to her. Um, and, yeah, Annette will set a schedule for doing a phone reading if you want it or possibly doing a house party. Um, I'm booked into June now, so any overflows I offer for Annette, or we'll do them together, or if you're interested in having Annette, do your house party, no problem. Anything else you want to add, Annette, in 10 seconds? I just want to say happy spring, happy Ostara to everybody. The vernal equinox just passed on Tuesday, and let's uh, have lots of hope for this year. Thank you, listeners. See you in two weeks. In two weeks, our guest is going to be the person from the Haunted Rose Hotel, a location we're going to be going to that is not booked fully yet. So they'll be our guests in our haunted location. Annette, thank you very much. And listeners, good night. Blessed be. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.